for the past, present, and future of all animals. This is the Zookeeper's Voice with your host, Danny Jirasi. Hello, and welcome to the Zookeeper's Voice. Today on the show, we have Robert Trejo from Zoomagination, who began his animal career over 30 years ago and has since worked with countless animals. Zoomagination is an animal outreach organization based out of San Antonio, Texas, and is dedicated to teaching people about wildlife conservation and responsible pet ownership. We recently had the pleasure of talking to Robert about Zoomagination and how they inspire and influence people of all ages to protect the natural environment through close animal encounters. Let's take a listen to our chat with Robert Trejo of Zoomagination. Today we have Robert Trejo from Zoomagination on the line. Welcome to the Zookeeper's Voice. How are you doing today? Hi, it's good to be here. I hear some uh, some background noise. What have you got going on over there? Oh my gosh, uh, it's the whole definition of it's a zoo out here. It's a uh, it takes on a whole new meaning. <laughs> it it actually sounds beautiful coming through uh, through where we are right now. It sounds oh, like yeah. some some music, some bird music almost happening over yeah. the phone. Well, there's lots of birds out here. It's uh, spring is in the air, so we have. Uh, um, you know, we have bird feeders out here, and it attracts all kinds of songbirds, all of, all the Texas songbirds. And then and then we have our macaws that are outside, too, and so they're chiming in. So there's a lot of birds out here. It is uh, it is definitely uh, nice to wake up to out here in the mornings to see hear all those birds. That sounds wonderful. Well, so why don't you tell us a little bit about Zoomagination? Uh, Zoomagination is a, is a wildlife education and animal outreach and um, it started with just a handful of animals that we adopted from people who had them as pets. And so, um, and it grew from there. But, uh, you know, we, we are more like a zoo to you program. So we actually travel with our animals. We're not open to the public, but we do uh, travel throughout the city of San Antonio and surrounding cities uh, as well um, with all kinds of different animals. And it's an educational program. So we're not a petting zoo. A lot of times people might mistake us for a petting zoo, but. Uh, we're not a petting zoo, although we do allow touches of some of our animals. Um, we are geared more towards uh, wildlife education and responsible pet ownership. Uh, but we we focus a lot on students, on young young people as well. You know, we we do a lot of uh, elementary schools. We do special events. Um, but again, it's it's we're geared towards more just educating people about wildlife uh, and all kinds of wildlife. We you know reptiles birds, mammals, even uh, little arachnids. And we talk about insects. We talk about just about anything. That's wonderful. And it's so important to educate the next generation. Uh, You mentioned a couple animals. Tell us a little bit about the lineup of animals that you guys have in your care right now. Uh, Well, I'll start with our smallest. We do have arachnids, as I mentioned. We have tarantulas. We have scorpions. We even have hissing cockroaches. People might think, oh, no, cockroaches. But, you know, we, we like to mention that uh, all animals are, are important, you know, so even the little creepy crawlies. Definitely. Uh, and we have uh, we have reptiles, so we have a, a handful of snakes and lizards. Uh, we've got a couple of bearded dragons and a, a blue-tongued skink. We've got some boas and some pythons. And then we have uh, some of our bigger exotics. We have uh, uh, African crested porcupines. We have uh, uh, African warthogs. 
We have uh, we have two-toed sloths. We have kinkajous. We've got um, a herd of reindeer, if you can believe that. That's <laughs> amazing. Got uh, we also have a, a, a possum that we rescued that was uh, non-releasable. We've got a red-tailed hawk, a screech owl, and uh, a peregrine falcon that's you know under our cares. Uh, and of course, we have got our tropical birds such as our blue and gold macaws, and we have uh, a pair of red uh, scarlet macaws and a military macaw and umbrella cockatoos. Um, and we also have horses on the property but those are more the animals that you know horses that had some of them had to be rescued and others came to us from other sources but uh, so yeah it is a, quite a zoo out here yeah absolutely you have quite the lineup <laughs> of animals but that's amazing now you've mentioned before that all like or that some of the animals in your care have come from or used to be people's pets um about that's how right. many of that about how many of those animals have been people's pets I would say about half of them. Wow. Uh, mostly the the reptiles and some of the macaws has have been people's pets. Um, unfortunately, you know, a lot of times people will go to a pet store and they'll see a, a really pretty parrot, you know, and then you know they bring it home and it's fun and exciting the first few days. But then when the birds starts to get loud and destructive, and sometimes you know birds will they will bite. You know, it's something that happens. Um, you know, of course, and they start to question you know what they did you know they, they start thinking oh no maybe i shouldn't have done this and so then they try to find a new home for those birds and and that's what happens a lot of times you know so it's our job our job is to try to talk to people before that happens and explain to them you know that that is something that requires a lot of uh, you know a, lo- a little bit of research and homework as to you know if it's the right pet for you you know or anybody so that's and that's so a lot of these animals that we have were people who called us and said, hey, you know, we've got this bird that is just nobody can handle it anymore. I feel bad for it because nobody ever met, nobody ever works with it and nobody spends time with it. So so then, you know, we'll if we have the resources, the the space and, and the time to do it, we'll 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 take them in. And if we can't take them in, we'll try to find them a, another home, uh, somebody who can take them in and uh, and then our job is to condition them and train them and work with them so that they are, you know, that they're, they have a happier life and they have a better diet and, and they get to spend a lot of time yeah, just being birds. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, when you talk about wildlife education, um, what's one of your main goals to educate people about when it comes to wildlife education and animal outreach? I know that's part of what's important yeah. to Zoo Imagination. Well, you know, in Texas alone, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, most of the land in Texas is privately owned. Um, and so um, we also work closely with Texas Wildlife Association. And so what we do when we talk about these animals, for example, when we take our possum or when we take the red-tailed hawk or the screech owl to these uh, classrooms or any kind of an event, uh, we'll talk about the fact that these animals are part of our wildlife. And, um, you know, a lot of times people don't know how to handle them if they encounter a a raccoon or a possum or even a rattlesnake for that matter, you know. And so the first thing people do is that, you know, they're, you know, our philosophy is, you know, once you learn about these animals and there's nothing to be afraid of, you just have to respect their space. You have to respect what they are. And, uh, you know, once we start teaching these kids about uh, these animals share our our world, it's 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 almost like they they need to relearn. Uh, instead of thinking negative th- about these animals and wanting to hurt these animals and trying to displace them 
uh, it's better just to to try to live alongside them. And so what we do, for example, when we take the possum out, you know, the first thing we do is when, when as soon as we bring that possum out, you start hearing all these people rumbling, oh, I saw that, I saw one in my trash can or I saw one in my barn and, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I don't like them. I shoo them away with a broom and, you know, and, and, and that's because they just don't know about the possums. So then once we start talking about possums and how, how neat they are, uh, we get a lot of people who, after the presentation, they'll come up and say, you know what, I had no idea that a possum could do this or could do that. And, you know, and the next time I see a possum, I'm not going to be so mean to it, you know, or there's other ways of handling a wildlife that gets into people's yards. There's ways to, to take care of them and, you know, to, to be able to, you know, for example, you can, uh, there's people you can call who can come in and take the possum out of your attic without actually injuring the, the possum. And, and so there's, you know, there's so many things to talk about when it comes to the wildlife. And, you know, once people can uh, learn how to take care of the wildlife that's on their property, you know, and respect, and then, then the wildlife can happily live on their property. Um, and so that's part of our job. You know, even if it's in your own backyard, you don't even have to have a, a large uh, piece of property. It could just be your own backyard, you know. And, uh, and so then our, if, if people can learn about these animals and have a, a, a different uh, understanding of them, then I think we've done our job. You know, I think that's that's enough to to plant the seed uh, about these animals, especially when it comes to the native species. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think that when we think about animals that are coming onto our property, whether that is land or just our backyard, that we automatically think that they're invading our space when in fact, like you just said, we're sharing this world with them. So that's such an important message. Uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it starts at a very young age, you know, and I think once they understand it at a young age, then they grow up that way and then they can teach their kids and then their kids can teach their kids and so forth. Definitely. Now (laughs) you do school um, visits and do events. Can you tell our listeners where you do those events, especially if they're, they're listening and they're interested in doing something like that? Oh, sure. sure. Uh, Besides going to schools, you know, we, we visit all the local school districts. We also do schools in Austin and Houston and Corpus and surrounding cities, but uh, we also visit the local resorts in San Antonio, um, you know, such as the Marriott or the the Hyatt Hill Country Resort here, in, you know, in, in San Antonio. And uh, so every weekend we're out there uh, and then in the summer we're out there on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And really, we're just there to put on a presentation for the guests. It's part of the guest experience that the resorts have put together. So we've been very fortunate enough to, to work uh, with these resorts and they allow us to bring the animals right into the resort, into the lobby, or even into the you know, outside areas, depending on the weather. And uh, we have a, a group of the, the guests that come out. It's a scheduled program. And so, you know, we kind of go from one resort to the other and so forth and so on. And so that's what we do also. We, you know, we do a lot of resorts. We also do birthday parties, uh, which is another way of reaching out. Uh, to these to the families about animals and uh, we do all kinds of special events such as uh, mother's day out programs uh, girl scouts and boy scouts groups and summer camps so there's just a, a lot of different areas we visit throughout the year definitely now and you guys are local just to texas correct correct yes yeah, I mean, we've we've never really traveled outside of, uh, you know, five-hour range. It's just because, you know, it, w- that requires an overnight stay. And, you know, just a, a lot of times, you you know, you do run into you know, having space issues, you know, depending on where you stay. But 
but we do just uh, just in the just you know just around the city of San Antonio surrounding areas. Excellent. Now we were just talking about the places that you visit, but one event that's local to you is the San Antonio Rodeo. And for our listeners, oh, yeah. a lot of them don't know what a rodeo is or what happens there. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, certainly, certainly. Well, uh, the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo is one of the one of the premier rodeos in Texas. Um, it's won a lot of awards, uh, not just for the the events that take on take place in the arenas, you know, um, but there's surrounding events and there's uh, um, you know there's uh, a lot of different educational. Uh, uh, things that happen around the grounds. There's animal exhibits. There's art exhibits. Uh, there's also the, the so it's not when when it says stock show and rodeo. It's, it, there's also the stock show where there's a lot of uh, uh, youths uh, who are raising their you know their cows or their bulls or their horses to compete in certain events uh, in the rodeo there. So it's a huge operation um, and it's been named the number the number one indoor rodeo in in in, in the country. I believe it certain certain awards for that. Um, but we do that every year. We've been doing this our third year that we did it. And, um, it's a great opportunity to reach so many people because they do, uh, they, they focus a lot on education. In fact, they donate millions of dollars to the education of the Texas youth for different programs. And so to be a part of that is, is another big uh, thing that we enjoy because we do reach a lot of students. Uh, a lot of students come into the rodeo during the week. Uh, they have field trips where they bring uh, hundreds and hundreds of students from different school di- districts and they get to walk the grounds of the rodeo. And there's people who are teaching them how to plant seeds and and how to grow crops and, and even taking care of all kinds of animals. So there's it's a big event and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, too. So uh, that's one of the big ones that we do every year. Yeah, I absolutely miss rodeo season. Uh, that's one thing yeah. that living in Texas, you know, that. Come February, you gotta get your tickets to go to the rodeo, and you, you yeah. gotta I mean, you gotta figure out what when you want to go and who you want to see. But it's just so cool to be able to go and that you guys are impacting such a broad audience at that event. Oh, absolutely. You know, and a lot of times people think of rodeo just like as you mentioned. It's not just rounding up, you know, cows and you know roping horses and riding bulls. It's not just bull riding and. Uh, there's all, of course, there's all kinds of events that go on with the rodeo. There's the barrel racing, there's bull riding, there's uh, calf rope and team rope. And, and uh, another, a fun one that uh, I don't know if you remember that when you is a, uh, is the mutton busting. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Where <laughs> we have, you know, young kids riding sheep, you know, and, and, you know, they just try to hang on. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun for them, for the families and, uh, and there's just a lot of neat things that happen, of course. And then uh, there's the concerts that come out here. So there's the rodeo is a, a, a fantastic. Everybody looks forward to that in February. That is one thing that everybody plans for. It's a, it's almost the whole month of February. So there's so many opportunities to go and, and visit and, and be a part of that rodeo. So we always try to encourage people and invite people to if, if you're ever in you know San Antonio during February, you got to take a you got to come see the rodeo. Yeah. And, and one cool thing that, and I, just from my perspective, is I've always known that when the rodeo's around, that Zoom imagination is going to be there. So you guys have definitely become a must-see when you go to the San Antonio Rodeo. Oh. <laughs> well, we're happy about that. That is, it is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to, to be recognized as part of that, for sure. 
Yeah, well, you guys are just making a, a big impact and changing, like you said, the way people see different animals and um, their responsibility to the wildlife around them. So exactly. it's an amazing yes. thing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what is your overall goal for Zoo Imagination? Is there anything that you guys hope to to do on a bigger, broader stage? Or is it what you're doing and just to continue to reach as many people as possible? Uh, yes, that that as well. We want to continue growing uh, and reaching as many people as possible. Um, my my other philosophy when it comes to these animals is uh, less is more. You know, we don't we're not in, into wanting to adopt so many animals that you know then it's harder to take care of them. You know, so that's one thing is that uh, just because we have all these animals doesn't mean that we're just going to take in all these animals. If we can't find homes for some animals that need homes, I mean, we're our job is to try to find them homes. Um, and there are some animals that we adopt, you know, but uh, we don't want too many animals that we they can't each get a quality quality care, such as enrichment and, uh, you know, and training and so forth. But at the same time, we 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 want to make sure that we continue growing as far as our programs. We want to we want to reach as many people as possible. Um, and uh, and we we we've even considered even opening up another facility. Uh, a little further up north in Texas to be able to reach a little bit more people. Uh, we've talked about that. Uh, and the other thing, too, is to to be able to, uh, as far as, like you mentioned, a larger stage, uh, maybe doing bigger shows, you know, such as the uh, SeaWorld Parks or the San Antonio Zoo or even, I mean, the big show we do, of course, is the rodeo. Uh, and so being able to reach all, as many people as possible. And we even talked about opening up our, our property to the public. And we've talked about doing that uh, in the future, uh, you know, building a, a facility that's uh, that people can come visit with their families or even small school groups. So we've talked about doing that. Um, so that's probably something that we'll probably do uh, in the next couple of years. That all sounds so. wonderful. And all of these things, no matter which direction you go, your message, message is just going to continue to be put out there and you're already making a big impact and changing people's opinions. And so that's just so wonderful what you guys are doing. Well, I appreciate that so much. It is something that it's a passion of mine, uh, you know, uh, I get, getting to work with so many animals, uh, I, I, I get more excited when I get to teach people about animals. And so it all started at a very young age, you know, not only to play with the animals, but I want to talk to people about animals. It's a lot of fun. It's exciting. And so I've been very fortunate to be able to do that. And so it's always nice to hear that kind of feedback and appreciation. So, yeah, it, it, it still warms my heart to this day when people talk, you know, that, you know, they appreciate what we're able to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if someone were listening to our show today and they were going to get an animal for the first time that maybe they've never had before, uh, can you give them some advice or what kind of advice do you give people who are uh, listening to your shows? Well, uh, again, you know, even if it's as, as simple as a dog or a cat, you know, uh, we talk to the to the young kids about it's not, you know, this cat and this dog, they're going to need you to take care of them. They're going to need you to feed them and, and, you know, clean up after them. So, um and sometimes, of course, since we work with exotic animals, uh, we work with snakes and birds. So a lot of times people are interested in wanting to adopt a pet snake or a pet bird. Uh, I tell them, well, you know, go back and do your homework, read about them, learn about them, find out how long they live, uh, what it takes. And if you're still interested in that, you know, then, then do it together as a family. 
um, for sure. You know, so uh, we try to encourage them to, to learn as much as possible. And a lot of times they realize, oh, maybe this is not the pet for me. You know, for instance, macaws can live up to 80 years. You know, so, you know, when, when somebody wants to buy a bird or adopt a bird, sometimes that bird is going to outlive them. You know, <laughs> they yeah. have to be left in. So having that knowledge alone might change their mind, you know, about what's the right pet for them. So, yeah, yeah. and we do that with all of our shows. We try to talk to people about it and educate them. You know, we we definitely uh, want to make sure that we leave that we leave that program with being able to relay that message, planting that seed, you know, to be able to so they can make a right decision about what kind of animals they want to bring home. Right now, and pet ownership is so important and just such a, such a huge responsibility. It is, yes, it is a very big responsibility, um, for sure. Now, for our listeners, is there any other message you'd like them to take away from listening to our show today? Uh, well, you know, it's just I guess a continuation, or you know, kind of reiterate a little bit more about. You know, it's better to learn about these animals. And, you know, we've had so many, for example, we've got so many children that, that come up and see our shows and they're terrified of these animals, you know, animals that I'm holding. And, you know, and so we try to, you know, try to encourage them that there's nothing to be afraid of. So once you learn about these animals, if you listen to the messages and you listen to how these animals function and how they how they survive, uh, you know, I think their their fear kind of subsides a little bit. You know, they're they're not as afraid of them. They can still. They can still keep their distance. They don't have to handle these animals. They don't have to do anything. We encourage them not to. We just encourage them to respect the animals. So having respect and having fear are two different things, you know, and and so we want to make sure that, yeah, learn about these animals. Read about animals you don't know. Uh, read about snakes. Read about birds. Uh, and the more you learn, the more uh, then you can teach your sisters, your brothers, or anybody else, for that matter. So. So, yes, I, I think we take it away is, is, is just learn about these animals. There's nothing to be afraid of. Animals are part of our lives. And so. Yeah. And once we, we know a little bit more about these animals, even as children or adults, it just doesn't seem as scary. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and and um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the message we want to convey to everybody. It's like, you know, the, the animals are awesome. They're amazing. And they're part of and the more you learn about them, the more you love them. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that statement. <laughs> now, uh, before we let you go, can you go ahead and tell our listeners how they can support Zoom Imagination, where they can book you, and then where they can follow along with this journey that you're bringing us on? Oh, certainly, certainly. Well, first of all, our website is uh, zoomagination.com or www.zoomagination.com. And then uh, uh, we're also on uh, Facebook. You can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, and they can follow us there. They can see pictures and, you know, some of the programs that we do. Uh, and, and of course, there's an email address on there. You can uh, reach me at robert at zoomagination.com. Uh, so there's ways of reaching out to me, uh, uh, you know, in case if anybody wants to book a program or want to learn more about it for sure. So there's, there's a couple ways you can reach out to me. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Bobbio, for coming on the Zookeeper's Voice. It was wonderful having you. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. <laughs> we look to talk to you. Yeah, we look forward to catching up with you further on down the line. Oh, yeah, me too. Thanks again. It was so awesome to hear about Zoom Imagination from Robert or Bobbio as I knew him from forever ago. <laughs> How did you get the name Bobbio? Uh, What's his, is it, it's Trejo. So how did you get like Bobbio? It, Robert. Is he Irish? 
No. <laughs> yeah, Trejo is not Ray. Right. He's Robert, but he went by Bobbio when gotcha. we were at SeaWorld. So. Okay. Um, and I guess people still call him Bobbio. But, gotcha. Um, yeah, I think it was just so awesome because even back when I knew him at SeaWorld, and that was, you know, back a long time ago, we all knew that he had all these animals on the side as well that he took such good care of and was working on all this stuff. And he worked with such other cool animals like beluga whales and lemurs and all sorts of amazing animals. And everything so. in between, huh? Beluga whales and lemurs. That's Yeah, and everything in between. It's not exactly close. <laughs> no, it's not. But I I loved hearing from him. I think it's so important for you know, we get these interviews where we hear about this from the CEO of a zoo, but it's just as important for us to hear about the animals that we share our space with. Totally. I mean, when you look around and we don't even really think about the animals that live even within like a, you know, 30 feet perimeter of us. Yeah, like mice. <laughs> I don't like thinking Touchy about... Touchy subject. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Actually, when you say that, um, when for for our listeners, we actually had an invader in our house yeah, Mickey, the other Mickey day. Mickey came in the house. Mickey came in the house. But it wasn't nearly as magical as we had hoped. No, unless the magical was making me jump on the couch and then immediately go upstairs. Which so. I, I've never quite understood why something that's literally like one one hundredth of your size that you're afraid of. I just It just surprised me. I didn't know we had a new roommate. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not paying rent, so he's not very welcome here. He should pay rent. He should. Well, but when we think about everything that um, Bobbio was talking about today, that mouse that you brought up, although that's he's very small, he's much more fearful of us than we are of him. Right. And Hence why he hasn't come back. Right. <laughs> he left. He's not coming uh, back. I scared the, uh, the little mouse bits out of him. Well, and we also had, uh, you know, a kitty warrior who a was after him, too. A kitty warrior that did too. nothing. <laughs> she didn't do anything. I'm just going to go bop you on the head and call it a day. Right. And the thing is, in theory, if we had been able to, we should have been able to let him out. <laughs> I don't oh, think... yeah. No, I wouldn't have killed him. Yeah. But it's so important for us to look at all these things and look at the animals that we share our space with and respect what they need and that they're not invading our home we they live there too maybe not in our rooms but right, right. they they need they need respect yeah, we and have our love space too. and understanding sure yeah and another thing that i loved hearing about was zoo imagination being at the san antonio rodeo that's pretty cool i cannot wait to take you to the rodeo i i cannot wait to see what it's all about and the, the two times I've been to Texas, I've had a lot of fun doing some Texasy stuff, especially that turtle racing. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that you know, was fun. Me and uh, and and your sisters and and you, we were having a blast that night trying to root those turtles on from uh, from running off the top of that little hill there to the to the outside red circle at the right. bar we went to. That was a blast. And so I haven't been able to. Uh, I got to do horseback riding the first uh, first time I was there. And I haven't been able to do the rodeo just yet, but I'm definitely looking forward to uh, checking that out at some point. Yeah. And for those of you who are listening and maybe didn't get the full effect of what a rodeo is, it is one of the most 
fun things that you can do in San Antonio. And it's not what you think it is. It Yeah, it's definitely not what you think it is. It's uh, not just like going and watching bull riding. No, though that's included. Sure. Um, growing up in San Antonio, one of the things that you got to do is you knew that rodeo tickets were going to go on sale. Yeah. And for those of you who listen to country music, if you um, if you tweet at me and you say, hey, Danny, have you ever heard of so-and-so at the rodeo? I'll let you know if they've been there. But they have so many, um, and you can tweet at me at the Zookeeper's Voice or at Hello, It's Danny. And what's awesome is we get all these big acts and you pay to go to the concert. You pay to um, go see the rodeo. And then not only does money go towards education, but it also um, goes to the competitors and you get to learn so many things. And I think it's so amazing that Zoo Imagination is able to spread their message of wildlife conservation, respecting the animals that we share our planet with and responsible pet ownership at an event that is that big. So they're really making an impact down there. Yeah, no, it's uh, it seems like a wonderful event. You know, it's not like we said, it's just not just bull riding. It's concerts and food and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, and learning. And, and, and learning. And what a great place to, I guess, teach the masses. Right. Than to have Zoom Imagination go to the rodeo. Right. Well, people can get a little bit of education with their funnel cake and everyone's <laughs> happy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. But I really enjoyed having him on. And I think that a lot of times we really do forget to just take into consideration the animals that we share our planet with, not just those in rainforests and in oceans, but also those who are in our own backyard. Exactly. Well, for those of you who are listening, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Zookeeper's Voice. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And be sure to stay up to date with all the happenings here at The Zookeeper's Voice on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and thezookeepersvoice.com. For the past present and future of all animals this has been the zookeeper's voice we'll see you next time